Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, welcome everybody. My name is, um, my name is Rabbi Kadosh. I'm the, uh, I'm the rabbi of Abir Yaakov, the Sparakila Center. This, uh, this magnificent building that uh, was built 25 years ago. And uh, what can I say? Over 25 years, I came here as a 14-year-old boy. Now you're all calculating how old I am. And, uh, and I never would have thought that we've, you know, we got this. This is many of you 25 years ago probably weren't even born yet. And uh, now we have... Those that weren't born are leading, leading the community, and uh, I want to give a big shout-out to all the people. There's too many, but all the people that really helped put this together, that decided to take an initiative and say, we want to we make change, we want to get people together, we want to build a community. Um, that's, all, that's what it's about. So kudos to you guys. Um, so we got, we got a couple things on... Uh, on the docket for tonight. Uh, number one, I'm going to start with the Devar Torah, um, and then we'll get to the stump to the rabbi. Stump the rabbi. And the reason why I start with the Devar Torah is because you might not like my answers for the stump the rabbi, and I want you to walk out of here with 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 something, something of meaning, uh, something of essence, as uh, as we just conclude Tu Bishvat. This is a Tu Bishvat celebration, although Tu Bishvat was officially yesterday or before sunset today. But nevertheless, we could still talk about Tu Bishvat. And what is it that we are celebrating? What is it, what is it that we, we get here? Is it just to eat fruits and pomegranates or dates? What if you don't like dates? What if you don't like figs? What if you're an apple guy? An apple is not one of the seven uh, fruits of Israel. Uh, what if I don't like fruits at all? Is that what it's all about? I want to argue that what we're celebrating is we're celebrating ourselves. We're celebrating who we are and uh, what we ought to be. Because if you look in the Torah, the first, I would call it, description of man, of Adam, early in Humash, early in the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, is Kiha Adam Etzasadeh. And it's repeated again later on in Sefer Devarim. That man is like a tree. Man is like, when I say man here, I mean man and woman. But we're like a tree. So what does this mean? How are we like a tree? Um, so on a very, very, very basic level, uh, we, we kind of look like a tree, right? Think about think how a tree looks, right? You've got the trunk, and you've got the leaves that spread out, and if I was to like spread out of my hands, whatever, we have this shape of a tree. And again, on a very basic level, our, our actual physical body corresponds or uh, alludes to the concept of, of a tree. But deeper than that, Literally, no pun intended. We got roots. We have roots. Our roots are our parents, and their roots were their parents, which is our grandparents. And they planted the seed that turned to roots. That is us. And our job is as well to build our own sorashim, our own roots, to what's going to be in the future with our kids and our grandkids. That after 120 years, when we go to Shamayim, heaven's going to look at us and going to say, okay, 
What did you leave behind? Who are, let, let's see your children. Let's see your descendants. Let's see, let's see your family tree. Family tree, right? Again, the word tree. Um, in terms of how, are there, how, how is what you left behind important? Some people go through life and you ask them, okay, what did you accomplish in life? And you say, okay, not really much. I just really sat around, did nothing. I went to work. I came back. So I would probably define that as like a meaningless life. Okay, you had kids. Some don't even have children. So your roots are very important. Strong roots. Strong roots, solid foundation, representative of the human being. In fact, um, some of our Ashkenazi brothers here, if we have them uh, in the room tonight, um, they may have had, they have a certain custom uh, not to cut their hair until three years old, right? Anyone here had that custom done to them? There you go. Um, that's, all right, you just pointed out that you're the Ashkenazi in the room, right? Uh, all right. <laughs> um, so where does this come from? Why is it, why is it that, why is it that this custom exists? Anyone here not heard of that custom? Right? Absharin, it's called an absharin in Yiddish to cut the hair uh, when you're three years old. Where does this come from? The answer is it comes from the laws of the tree. The laws of the tree. The Torah tells us that for the first three years of a tree's life, you're not allowed to partake in any of its fruits. Not allowed to. And on the fourth year, you take the fruit, you bring it to Jerusalem and you eat the fruit. And on, only on the fifth year is that's when you can eat the fruit yourself. So if you, ever, if you plan on planting a fruit in your backyard, Okay, know that law. It still applies today, by the way. still applies today, even though we don't have a Beit HaMikdash, even though we don't have a temple, but still applies today. You can't eat from the first three years of the fruits. And really, it's the fourth year because you can't go to Jerusalem in the, in the temple to eat it. But this is where it comes from. So we, we, we wait for three years to, to, to cut the hair of the child, symbolizing, symbolizing as a man being a tree. That, that just like we won't pluck off fruits from a, a, a tree and, and, and enjoy them, so similar, we see an idea there, where even when we begin the beginning of our life, we are compared to a tree. On the other hand, a tree contains leaves, and leaves fall every season. They fall, and they wither. There's a period of death in the tree. And it's to remind us that we constantly need rejuvenation and our, our holy rabbis tell us, that for anything good in this world, there's also something on the negative side. And that is why Adam Harishon sinned with the tree. He sinned with something that is supposed to bring us holiness. And in essence, because of that, he brought death to the world. And again, we all have a lifespan. And that is because of Adam's sin with, with the tree. And our job is to become a tree of life, as we're going to explain as we're going to explain soon. Tree, in order for it to survive, in order for those leaves to grow back, requires water, lots of water. Here in Canada, we have no problem with that. In Israel, they pray for rain, constantly. This year was not a good year when it comes to rain in Israel. There was a lot of tefillot going on. Only recently, last week, there was a lot of big, heavy rainfalls. But in Israel, got to pray for rain, because a tree needs water to survive. What is water? In the lashon, in the expression of the of, of the chachamim, and maim el Torah, and maim. Whenever you see the the word water anywhere in scripture, it's always in reference 
to the Torah Kedusha. So in order for a tree to survive, in order for us to survive, there needs to be a constant connection with the Torah. Guess what the Torah is called? Also a tree. Etz chayim hi lamachazikim ba. We've heard that pasuk before. Etz chayim hi lamachazikim ba. To those people that grab the Torah, the etz chayim, that's what brings you life. So just like a tree needs water in order for it to survive, we as trees require our own spiritual water, the water of Torah and, and Misvot. So Tu Bishvat is actually the time of year, when you think about it more deeply, that we begin to develop who we are. It's the time where we start calculating, where we, where we start to do introspection about what our true potential is. And in the first Mishnah of Masechet Rosh Hashanah, there's a very famous argument between the school of Shammai and the school of Hillel on when Tubishva, or when, when this new year of trees is supposed to be celebrated. And Bet Shammai, the school of Shammai, says it's supposed to be celebrated on the Aleph Shavat, the first day of Shavat. And Beit Hillel, the house of Hillel, school of Hillel says it's on the 15th of Shavat. Now, generally, we always follow, most of the time, we follow the opinion of Hillel and his students and his disciples, so that's why we hold Tubishvat. There's a deeper meaning to that, because the 15th of the month is something very, very auspicious. The 15th of the month means it's a full moon. And a full moon, in essence, is I can see what my whole potential is. I don't want to be just a small little sliver, and that's all, I'm, that's all I'm happy with. I see my goal, I see my mission, I see what my tree can become in this very large full moon, and I say that's what I want to aspire to. We are at the end of winter, although here in Canada I've probably got a few more months, but other places of the world, it's the end of winter. It's definitely in Eretz Israel. We're on the cusp of spring, and all of a sudden things start to begin to bloom as the summer approaches. And these are opportunities as these leaves and flowers start to grow, representative of, of the mitzvot that are about to start. Starting very shortly, we're going to get opportunity after opportunity to perform mitzvot and come close to God. It begins with the holiday of Purim, and then moves on to Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. All of those holidays happen in the summer months. There is not one holiday that happens in the winter months other than Hanukkah, but Hanukkah is rabbinically decreed. It came after, after the Torah. Purim was also, although Purim has a very strong connection to Yom Kippur and as well as to Shavuot, but that's for another time. Um, so we have... As things start to bloom, we have opportunities to perform mitzvot to make this tree stronger, to make the leaves fresher, to make it gre- make them greener. But one, one thing that I thought about yesterday as I was celebrating at a different uh, event, a Tubishvat event, and I was doing the seder and I was trying all the fruits, and I hope you guys have a chance to do it. Um, it's amazing at how many fruits there are. Like I was just trying to count different types of berries, different types of but we got passion fruit, you've got pomegranate, you got... It's just unbelievable how you have one tree that... They look, I guess they look the same from the outside. You got, again, you got the trunk, you got the bark, you got the leaves, you got the branches, but they all produce different fruits. And in essence, that's, that's who we are. Each one of us is different. Each one of us has our own strengths and weaknesses. But we all come from the tree. We're all one. And I think, I think what this, uh, uh, this young group is, is trying to accomplish here 
is to make us understand that we are one. We are different. We look different. We might have different backgrounds. We may have different religious observances. It's all fine. It doesn't matter. As long as we understand that each person needs another, a person who is wise understands that, that every other person around me has what to offer and what to give, and that's what counts. And I think maybe that is the true message of, uh, of Tu Bishvat. And Bezrat um, Hashem, we should learn the lesson from the tree, understand really, really what it represents, to build ourselves, come closer to Hashem, learn more Torah, perform more mitzvot, and be better Jews. Thank you. Thank you.